Thank you for listening to the Hope City Community Church Podcast. We pray that your life will be forever changed by what you hear today. Our goal is to encourage, inspire, and challenge you to experience the real Jesus. Thanks for listening. Now let's tune in. Well, good morning, church. How's everybody doing? We survived Christmas. Yeah, we made it, baby. How many of y'all got what you wanted? Huh? How many of y'all gave what they wanted? Amen. That's a blessing too, isn't it? Better to give than receive. I'm going to tell you, my kids let us sleep till 5.30 Christmas morning. That was a blessing. Isn't it? Amen. Yeah. Listen, I'm excited. Uh, how many of you know uh, that God wants our tomorrow to be better than our today? And I want to encourage you with something. That your 2024 is loaded with the goodness of God and waiting for you to step into it. I said it's loaded with blessings waiting on us to get there. I don't know about you, uh, but I'm taking my 2024 very seriously. And let me explain. About two weeks ago, we had all of our uh, ministry leaders, uh, which are the people who are over the different departments from uh, the ushers to the greeters uh, to the hospitality teams. Uh, We have the leadership to our house for a Christmas party every year. And we were having everybody together, and I was kind of casting some vision, just kind of sharing what the Lord laid on my heart. And, uh, and in the middle of it, the Lord said, desire more for 24. And I went, more for 24. So I just said, guys, I think we can expect more for 24. And the minute I said it, it's like something shot through me and just electrified me for the year that is to come. And so I began to pray over the last couple of weeks about more for 24. And while I was praying, I just felt the Spirit of God say, what do you want? in 24. What is it that you're looking for? And so I'm just going to tell you right now, I want more of his presence in 24. I want to see more of his goodness in my life in 24. I want to see more salvations at Hope City in 2024. I want to see more relationships restored. I want to see more of what God wants for us in 24. Amen. And so uh, this past couple of weeks has just been electric for me, preparing for the new year. And can I tell you, you have the rest of the day to get ready because 2024, baby, it's coming, ready or not, right? And so here's what I want to do. Uh, I'm going to start a series today called Better. But before I get into that, I want to address the year to come. Would everybody just stand with me? Everybody just stand. I know you already got your notes out and everything. You can look at me funny. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I do daily affirmations to remind my flesh what my spirit knows. Let me say that again. I do daily affirmations to remind my flesh what my spirit already knows. And so today, I want you to read with me and repeat with me some declarations that I've begun to declare for 2024. Is that okay with everybody? Is that okay with everybody? So just repeat after me. Say, I declare that I am the Lord. And the Lord has made me, sorry, I read it wrong, the head and not the tail. I declare that depression is forever broken and the joy of the Lord is my strength. I declare that I am blessed going in and coming out. I declare that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I declare that fear has no hold on me because greater is he that's in me 
than he that's within the world. I declare that the spirit of a living God is living in me and working through me. I declare that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I declare that no sickness, plague, or disease will come near my dwelling place. I declare that I'm healthy and whole due to the stripes on the back of Christ. I declare that 2024 will be my greatest year yet. I declare that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living in 2024. I declare it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Now, now, now listen. Turn to your neighbor and say, baby, I'm in every word of it. Yeah, now be seated in the presence of the living God. Be seated, be seated, be seated. Can I tell you, sometimes you just got to remind your flesh what your spirit already knows. Amen. Today I'm going to talk to you. We're going to launch the better series. I'm telling you 2024 is going to be better than 2023. I just believe it. I just believe it. I'm going to talk over the next five weeks, including this week, so today and four more weeks, about how to have a better 24 than you had a 23. Can I tell you, if we do it God's way, there's certain promises that come with that. And we're going to do it God's way in 24. Amen. Amen. There's promises in the word that if we do it his way, we can expect. This is what the Bible says. This ain't me. It says we can expect success and a prosperous life. That's what it says in the book. We're going to go through that today. So today we're going to start the better series, the better series. We're going to start uh, uh, with keeping Christ first. How is it that we should keep Christ first? I'm going to teach this series, and I'll tell you what the five weeks are. First is keeping Christ first. That is the priority of every believer. That should take precedent over anything else in your life, is maintaining and prospering in your walk with Christ. Number two, our marriages. Our marriages, right? Now, notice I didn't say your family. Your marriages, right? Then comes the kids, right? In America, we have started worshiping our kids like we should worship the Lord. And it's a problem. We're going to dig into that this, uh, in about three weeks. Uh, after families, we're going to talk about our careers. How do we adjust our increase according to the scripture? Don't miss that. That's going to be powerful. That's a sweet spot for me. I love teaching on increase. Uh, and the last week, we're going to talk about our service to others. Those are the five priorities of every believer and in the order that the Bible says we should live and walk them out. Today, we're going to talk about keeping Christ first. How do we do it? I'm going to preach fast, uh, and hopefully we gain some insight according to the word. Turn with me to Psalm 63. Psalm 63, verse 3 and 4. It'll be on the screen for you. The first way we keep Christ first is with our worship with our worship. Psalm 63, verse three through four says, because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise you. Thus, I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. Guys, leave that verse up just for a second. I want to point some things out to you. Notice, 
Nothing in there talks about my circumstances. Hang on. Hang on. See, in America, if we're having a bad day, we don't worship. In America, if we are dealing with some circumstances that are troublesome, well, we just skip over the worship. Almost as if he hasn't earned our worship. You see, we give praise based on merit. And if he hasn't done something for me today, we act like he's not worthy. Let me just clear that up. If he never does another thing for anybody in this world, he's worthy of every drop of praise you could give him. Let me tell you something else not listen here. How we feel. Well, pastor, I, I didn't worship. I just didn't, I didn't feel like worshiping today. You know what? I never feel like worshiping until I'm worshiping. And buddy, if you want to feel like worshiping, start worshiping and watch what happens. You will begin to feel like worshiping. There ain't, I'll be honest with you. It's very rare that I'm just overwhelmed with a spirit of worship. A lot of times I've got to make reminders in my phone. Hey, you got a free, you got 10 minutes free right now. This is your time of worship. Go big boy. I'll go sit in my truck. Man, put my CC winings on it. We're going, we're going, we're going. Holy forever. Well, I'll be shouting in my truck. I'll just go in. Let me tell you something. And so, can I tell you something? Your worship is not based on how you feel. He is due your worship, irrelevant of how you feel. And so many people say, well, Pastor Josh, I'm just, I'm going through a hard time. Well, let me tell you what's great about worship. Let me, let me just break off some good news about worship. The Bible says he inhabits the praises of his people, that his throne is established upon our praise. Now, let me explain that to you. When you don't feel like worshiping, what you need more than anything is the presence of God. Let me, I don't know how deep I should go with you today. Worship is the pathway from the throne of heaven to earth. And it's the days that you don't feel like worshiping that you should worship the most. The feeling of not desiring to worship should trigger your worship. It should be what executes worship in your life, fires it up. Something's wrong. Something's amiss. There's something going on with my circumstances. I'm being attacked on every front. I don't feel like worshiping. Maybe I'm sick in my body. Can I tell you, that's when you need the presence of God the most. So roll out that red carpet for the spirit of the living God. Get your worship on. Can I tell you what God has called us to do in 2024? We need his presence. Oh, my God, we need his presence. And I'm going to tell you something. If all you do is worship when we're together, ah, you're missing out. Let me tell you something. You really want to feel the presence of God? Put yourself alone in a room. Ain't nobody hear you shout. Listen, I scare my kids to death sometimes. Hey, glory to God. I'll be in the shower. Glory to God. Nora, come running. What happened? Say, God happened. Now get out. I'm naked. <laughs> Telling you, it's something about the acoustics in the shower. Am I telling the truth? Am I telling, boy, everybody sounds good in the shower? Worship. 
you can worship in, in suds at the same time uh, or suds at the same time, you know, you know. <laughs> oh, he's good. He is good. Yeah. Another, another thing that, that, that don't say is it don't say nothing about your schedule. Well, I'm just too busy. Then, baby, get up earlier or stay up later. Whatever it takes, get your worship on. The Bible says you were created. You were made to praise him. The Bible says if you don't worship him, the rocks will cry out. I'm saying some of y'all, the earthquake's your fault. Y'all going to quote me on that. That's a joke, by the way. Save your emails. Save your emails. I will say this. He is so worthy that if the worship from human mouths ever stopped, he said, even nature will begin to praise me. He's that good. He's just that good that his worship will never stop. I was in Africa two summers ago. And I called my wife and I said, hey, I'm about to go into this tent. You ain't going to believe these brothers are worshiping. They cutting up. I mean, they just worshiping. Let me tell you how services start in Africa. They, they just tell you what day it's going to be. You have a general idea. Okay, the tent is up. Somebody's heading toward the microphone. We're about to start. That's how it works. And this brother got up there and, glory to his name. Man, everybody. Everybody ran in the tent. And next time he said, glory to his name. About 50 brothers were singing. And the next time he said, glory to his name, about 300 brothers were singing. And it just, they just took off. They just took off. It wasn't no fuck. Let me tell you something. They went in. They went in. They didn't watch no clock. Trust me. I thought we was done, and then they handed me the microphone. <laughs> you know that's a mistake. I got six closings every time I speak. You hear me? So I thought we were about done. They said, welcome, Brother Pastor Bishop Joshua Neal. I said, oh, that's just my game. Hang on, I came to do this. I came. I jumped up there and started preaching, and then they start worshiping. Let me tell you something. We didn't watch the clock, man. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. So, so let me lay it to you like this. Your schedule is irrelevant to his worthiness. How dare we? How dare we compare? Our schedule to his holiness. God forgive us. God forgive us. You commuting, worship in your car. Taking a shower, worship there. Can I tell you, just worship. Just worship. Live a life of worship. I got to keep going. I could, I could preach on that all day. After worship, for us to go uh, make Christ the priority that we need him to be, to keep him first in 2024, we go from our worship to the word. And in that order, the Bible says, come into his presence with thanksgiving, right? So we start with praise. Anytime I'm going to approach God, I approach him with worship. I don't care if I'm going to the word, I start with worship. I don't care if I'm going for intercession, I start with worship. I don't care if I'm going for uh, uh, supplications, I start with worship. Whatever I'm going to do, you see, how can I establish a relationship with somebody who's not there? So the worship establishes his presence. And now it's him and me. Now it's him and me. Now, the word 
I'm going to take you to Joshua 1.8. Joshua 1.8 says this, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then, not before, for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. How many of y'all want a prosperous and successful 2024? Can I tell you, it starts with knowing God's will. It starts with knowing his plan. Now, let me just lay this out there because I get this all the time. Pastor, I need a word. Pastor, we're needing a word. Pastor, pray that we get a word. I don't have to pray that you get a word. You've got thousands of them, and you can start there. See what it has to say about your situation. Can I tell you, there's things you ain't even got to pray about because he's already spoken about them. You don't need discernment as to whether or not you're sleeping with your uh, secretary instead of your wife is right. Hang on, hang on. Did I say, y'all ain't recording, are you? Hang on now. (laughs) Hang on. You don't need discernment as whether or not you should pay your tithe or pay your phone bill. You don't need discernment. Can I tell you, put his way first and you will see success and prosperity. That's what the Bible says. Well, but pastor, this is a different scenario. Now, hang on, baby. My Bible says there ain't nothing new under the sun. You ain't gone through nothing that ain't talked about in that book. There might be some new flavors of things out here. There's some unique things going on. I ain't going to lie. There's some unique things with an A things. You know what I'm talking about? There's some strange things going on in Crestview. Woo. But can I tell you this? Ultimately, the Bible speaks to us. And we can go to his word for a word. Amen. Amen. So, Let's talk about the reading of the word. Leave that verse up there, guys. This has so much rich nourishment in it. So much. Um, it says that it won't leave my mouth. It doesn't say it won't leave my ears and it won't leave my mind. Can I tell you, the Bible says faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. How can you hear something that wasn't spoken? When you read scripture, read it out loud. You see, the Bible says, There's power in your tongue. So when you read out loud, you have connected your authority on earth with God's will in that book. And now, is that too deep? Am I going? Is that too? Am I okay? We're all staying together here? Okay. All right. For new believers, go read the first three books of Genesis. You'll catch up. Now, listen. God gave man dominion. He said, and let man have dominion on earth. Now, some tricky business went on in the Old Testament. The devil took the dominion, was given up through sin, through Adam. Jesus took it back at the cross, and everybody said, Amen. Now you and I have dominion once again. Dominion has been given back to the sons of God. Now you and I have dominion, which means what you speak has some authority. So when you read the scripture, read it out loud. Because see, now you are aligning your study to the word. So you read it out loud. Let me, let me just give you another little side 
uh, piece here. My preparation for the messages that I give to y'all is not my personal study time. I will use more scriptures in teaching you than I read in a week. Hang on, hang on. I will read chapter on chapter, but when I go to meditate, it might only be three verses a week. How else can you break that down to where you can consume it? Baby, you eat the word the same way you eat an elephant, one bite at a time. You take small, meditative amounts. You break it down. See, somewhere along the way, somebody lied to God's children and said, the more you read, the more holy you are. Can I tell you, this whole race to read it in a year, that's great. Praise God. But that's not your meditation. Your meditation needs to be one or two verses a week. You see, that's how you hide it in your heart. That's how, that's how when, when, when Wendy and I, we were going through everything. It was just more that we were going through a year. It just seemed like everything we hit was going against obstacle after obstacle. And I read in Galatians 6, 9, it says, don't grow weary in well-doing. For in due time, you'll reap a harvest if you don't faint. And the first time I read it, I said, ooh, that's good. That's good. I wish I could quote that. I wish I could quote that without having to read it. So I wrote it down. And I said, boy, I wish I could quote it. I wrote it down again. And then I said, don't grow weary. Don't grow weary. For about a week, I just said, don't grow weary. Wendy, don't grow weary. Don't get tired. Let's keep moving forward. Don't grow weary. Don't grow weary. And then one day, I was getting weary, and I realized I wasn't doing what was right. And then I said, don't grow weary in well-doing. Do the right things and don't get tired. Just keep moving forward. Don't grow weary in well-doing. For in due time, in his time, there's a harvest. But you can't quit. But you see, had I just read over that, I wouldn't have received the nourishment from that verse. So what it says is, it shall not depart. It shouldn't leave your mouth. You should be spitting it out day in and day out. Can I tell you, you can see what I'm struggling with by a postcard on my bathroom mirror. Be one or two, maybe three verses up there. I'll write it down, I'll stick it on my mirror. If I really want to break through, I'll put it on my refrigerator. You ever just hang out in your fridge and see what you got? What's that? Huh? Trying not to look at the vegetables. You're trying to find something else. You, know? but you put it anywhere you're going to be. See, when I'm really biting, when I'm really dealing with the devil, you'll see it in my truck. You'll see it on my mirror. You'll see it on my refrigerator. You'll see it on the front door. You'll see it on the back door. You'll see it on my lawnmower. You'll see it everywhere. Why? Because I've got to get that nourishment. You see, just reading the Bible is not enough. You can read it. It's great. You've got great information. But when you really want what it has, you got to chew on it. You got to absorb it. You got to meditate on it. It says you shall meditate on it day and night. First thing I think about when I get up in the morning, Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for your word. Last thing I think about at night, I look at those same verses I'm going through. Why? I want to set my mind before the devil gets a chance to set his trap. Oh, come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. You set your day before the enemy sets his traps, right? But then it says that you may be careful to do according to all that is written. Let's be careful not to skip over that. Because there's a lot of people that read the word but do what they want to do. 
I said, there's a lot of people that read the word, but then they go do what they want to do. Am I lying, church? So if, if, I, if I do that, if I do what? If I don't let it leave my mouth and it stays in my meditation both day and night, it says then I have the ability to do what is written. Why? Because wisdom comes from the word. My faith is increased by hearing it. I read it out loud. I repeat it over and over. I meditate on it. You can't meditate on a whole chapter. But you want to. The most I ever process at any one time is five verses. That's when I'm feeling frisky. Five verses. That's it. Man, get you one or two verses. A lot of times, the reason why people don't get in the Word is they feel overwhelmed. Find Just Google a verse for a beginner. And stand on that and start there. Can I tell you, just jump in. It's wonderful. And everything the Bible says you can do and have, you can do and have. If I told y'all, I know I said this recently, I'm going to say it again. If I told you that the lawyer called here in town and he said, you lost a relative and there is a, a giant list of the things that you have been inherited that you've inherited from this death. You run out of this church right now to go find out what it was. What do you think the book is? The Bible says that you are the seed of Abraham, joint heirs, heirs to Jesus Christ. Joint heirs. Ephesians chapter 1. Verse 17 through 19 says, The God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom. This is why we read the word. Because we need the spirit of wisdom. It says, And revelation and the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding be enlightened. That you may know what is the hope of his calling. When I read that, I was like, well, Lord, how do we? There's times I read the word in his calling. He said, the main word there is his. He said, when you read my word, it's so that you can differentiate what is my will and not the devil's will. You see, you don't have to guess. You can go to the scripture and find God's will and what it is about any scenario. It says, what are the riches of the glory of his what? Of his what? Inheritance. And I tell you, the scripture is loaded with your blessings. Baby, go get them. Go get them. It says of your inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us? You need God to show up and show out on your behalf. Get in the word. You see, the whole thing starts with worship. Then it shifts over to the word. And this last thing I'm going to teach you is powerful. Be careful with it. Be careful with it. This last thing I'm going to teach you takes everything you've done up to now and gives it traction. Done our worship. Got in the word. Now. 
Now is the meditation. Now is the sitting in his presence. I see people have great worship and they don't read the word. I see people who read the word, but they don't have worship. What's really scary is when they have worship in the word, but they don't have the waiting. Let me explain that. If you hang around seasoned believers, uh, people who have known the Lord probably 50 to 60 years, you'll hear a word called tarry. You'll hear them speak of tarrying in the presence of God. Have you ever heard that word? I had a spiritual mother one time. I was going through something and she said, baby, you got everything right. But are you tarrying, son? The tarrying, ain't nobody got time for that. We got things to go, people to see, bills to pay. Are you tarrying? What is tarrying? So I began to study in the scripture. What is it to tarry? What is it is to wait? The Bible says that they that wait upon the Lord, he will renew their strength. It says you'll function and not get tired. It says you'll operate and you won't faint. So here's what I'll tell you. Yes, get your worship on. Yes, get in the word. Meditate on it day and night. There's this third piece to the puzzle that we have been sold way, way short on. Waiting in his presence. The old saying, time is money, money is time. We got to hustle. Right, Coach T? Good to see you, man. You're a good man. When we, when we wait in his presence, it's almost like we crawl up on the operating table. And everything we have asked for, we give him time to fulfill. And, and, and the sad thing is, is our culture is completely anti-waiting. We don't want to eat real mashed potatoes anymore. No, I ain't lying to you. It's a dad gum shame. You hear me? It's an abomination. Everything's hurry. Live in a microwave culture. If I can't have it now, I'd just soon pass on it. Our culture is anti-Christ. Christ's culture is sit at my feet. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. It's just labor to enter into the rest. So, Got worship? Yes. Got the word? Come on. Now's the hard part. Now you got to fight everything in your flesh to do what needs to be done. And this is what it looks like. Father, I've given you my praise. I've been in your word. I see what it says. I'm going to shape my life to your word and not your word to my life. Come on. Now, 
I wait on you. I could give one gift to my physical children. I would give them this gift. So I give it to you today. Learn to wait. See, everything we've done up to now is us going toward him. The waiting is him coming toward us. You see, I can worship, I can read the word, and not have the fruit of the Spirit yet. You can't linger in his presence and not get the fruit of the Spirit. It's a byproduct of being in his presence. You see, I'm learning after walking with him that most of what I get from God is caught from his presence, not taught. It's caught, not taught. And I've got to be in his presence. Me and Gabe the other day, yesterday, matter of fact, we went to move some uh, heavy appliances, refrigerator and some other stuff. Uh, doing hard work, we're busy, trying to get it done. The game started at three o'clock, wanted to be home. And uh, got it all done. We had labored together. Then the coolest thing happened. After we got everything on the trailer and closed the trailer up, we got in the truck. There wasn't anything else to do but just be together. He didn't say a whole lot. I didn't say a whole lot. It was just him and me. Just my son being with me. And in that moment, he doesn't even realize my heart toward him. That he could ask for a mountain to be That'll make that mountain move. Just being in my presence. Because I love him. And he's taking that time. He could have been on his phone. He could have stayed home and played video games. But he took the time to help me. So in a culture where our time is the most valuable asset, watch this, watch this. Our worship is wonderful, but we can worship and do other things. Our reading of the word is great. I have read scripture with my mind on something else. But when I wait, I have taken the most valuable thing I will ever have, seconds of my life, and I take it to the Father. This is my offering. I'm here to wait with you. I'm here just to be with you. I have worshiped, so I know you're with me. I have sought your word, so I'm aligning myself to you. But now, I just want to be with you. And our culture tells us it's a waste. Our culture says to hurry is more. Can I tell you something? It is the most wonderful time of my day when I just wait in his presence. That's why some Sundays when we feel the presence moving, I'll get up there and I'll say, just give me a couple more minutes because more happens in those few minutes in his presence than what anything could ever do outside of his presence. And so as I close today, I just want to give us a quick exercise of waiting. 
Pastor Lee, I want you just to sing a song over us. See, the, 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 pre, the, the precedent I stand on is when King Saul was troubled. Bible says he was tormented. And he called on David. David brought his harp and he worshiped over King Saul. And so for the next couple of minutes, I don't want you to sing. Now we've, we've done our worship. We've been in the word. I just want you to see what it feels like to rest. I want you to feel his presence and know his presence. You're going to see just how faithful he is. If you would, for exercise, just for a couple minutes, every eye closed, let's just wait. See, what happens is this presence begins to fill the atmosphere. And our focus begins to shift heavenly toward heaven. And the things around us begin to be less important. The stress and the strain of the world begins to lighten, if even for a moment. And our focus shifts to the foot of the cross where every eternal need we ever needed was met and now it's just us and the Lord thank you Just like that, an exchange has been made. Your burdens for his beauty. Your lack for his loveliness. The weight of the world for the love of a father. That comes when we wait.
pay that weight on the Lord. They shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They'll run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. This is the greatest asset of the believer. The presence of the living God. So now you have the keys. Have your worship. Have the word. Now you have the waiting. So now I ask you, who's ready for 2024? Who's ready for 2024? You have been equipped with every good thing. You lack no good thing is what the scripture says. So with that, as your promise, and with the presence of God cheering you on, step into 2024 with a boldness and a new expectation of his presence with belief that your tomorrow will be better than your today. Because if God be for you, who can be against you? Everybody on your feet, I want to pray over you. He's just that good. I'm not 100% in anything in my life. But he is. Every time I follow these steps, he meets me. Every time. You cannot wait and him not show up. That's just how he does. So use it. Use it. Let the Lord minister to you. Let his presence heal you. Let it restore you. Let it recharge you. You see, the the real truth is that a lot of us have come to the end of 2023 weary, tired, completely run ourselves ragged. Some of us have had our worship on. Yeah, great. Praise God. Some of us had the word. Praise God. Man, without that waiting, just missing out on one of the best parts of the relationship. I don't want you to miss it. Amen. Let me pray for you. Father, I just want to say thank you. Just want to say thanks. There are times that's all I have just a thank you, just a hallelujah, just a you're good. Because when I look back over this past year, I see a masterpiece. I have seen you heal the brokenhearted. I have seen you heal cancer. I have seen you restore marriages. I have seen you win the lost. I have seen you use us to be so benevolent, more than we ever imagined we could do. But in my waiting, I just hear more. I just hear more. 
that 2024 is going to be an outpouring of your goodness, not just in us, but through us than we have ever seen. And I just worship you in advance because I know what's to come. If 2023 was any indicator of your goodness, I can't wait to see what you're about to do. Lord, I thank you that today, the last day of the year fell on a Sunday so that we can finish strong and just tell you corporately that you alone are worthy of our worship, that you have been faithful to your people, that when we were faithless, you remained faithful. That Father, in our weakness, your strength was made perfect this year. So we boast all the more of your strength and less of ourselves. I just say thanks. And I thank you that you've honored your people. You have kept your covenants. Our hope has not been cut short. Every word of your word is still true. And I just want to thank you for that. So Father, for the last time in this year, Bless us and keep us. Be gracious to us. Show us your favor. Make your face shine upon us and give us peace. The peace that surpasses understanding, both now and forevermore. I thank you that as we step through this doorway into a new year, we'll find that you have already been there preparing a place for us. We don't know what 24 holds, but we know who holds 24. And it's in the hands of our Father. And we just want to say thank you for a good year, but we're ready for a great year. We step through with great expectation of your loving kindness. Bring us back next week with more of your word and more wisdom, more worship, and more waiting. And we'll give you the praise for it. In Jesus' mighty name, and everybody said, amen. God bless you. We love you. Thanks again for joining us today for the Hope City Community Church Podcast. We pray that what you've heard today will bless you until the next time we meet again. We hope you'll join us again soon to be encouraged, inspired, and challenged to experience the real Jesus. Take good care, and God bless.